Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. We are here doing it again and again and again every week. We're here. We're putting the plate in front of you. Hopefully it's digestible food. I know that today's guest will be. But before we get to that, I would like to introduce to you my co-host, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, Adam? I am doing well, sir. Thank you very much. And you're right, Barry. That food there is digestible. It's also uh, full of uh, nourishment and uh, not just for the body, but for the in the ears, but for the soul. Um, it's good content. It's uh, good stories, true stories, uh, unusual, weird, bizarre, crazy stories. But they're true, and they're told by the people who lived them. That's that's right. And we are so lucky to have such great guests on. And uh, today is no exception. That's uh, right. Yeah, we've just we've got a banger for you. But uh, you know, I am before we get to that, I am really really excited about some of the upcoming episodes that we've got coming down the pipe. And I know that you guys are too. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I don't have anything to talk about. So please, if you would, interject <laughs> yourself. Oh no! I, for one, am like and am, am, am liking watching you flounder for once. It's fantastic. Uh, oh everybody, you, that's a new one for uh, most of our listeners. It's usually me saying. who just kind of like digging words out and throwing them over the shoulder and, and hoping that something comes together. That's what I thought. Together. I was like, I'm just going to keep babbling, and then certainly something will come to my mind. But I'm like, fuck it, I got nothing, man. <laughs> well, Barry, that, that's because you know uh, we were not. Uh, you know, we weren't. Uh, English majors or English teachers uh, in high in, in college, uh, but unlike our guest today, who oh, is yes. a high school English teacher and a creative writer and one hell of a storyteller, if I do say so myself. Yeah, this one really get ready, guys, because this is a really interesting story, and it kind of really takes you to. It, it puts you in a place where I don't think we've ever had a story really like this before. There's a lot to it, and just the characters at play are really interesting. Yes, yes. it's We've had some elements uh, in, in the story that are similar to other stories. But, of course, that's because we all have this universal experience we call uh, our, our human existence. But um, for today's guest, there's a, there there was part of his existence was just fraught. Um, so without much uh, further ado, it's Miller time with our guest. I need to I need to put a little yeah. sound effect yeah. in there. Do, okay, here we'll do it. We'll try it again. 
It's Miller time. Thank you. With our guest, Miller Lashbrook, who also is a podcaster, and we'll be talking about his really cool podcast after we hear his amazing story. So, Miller, thank you so much for joining us. What's your weird story? So my weird story is going to be a combination of a ghost story, haunted house story, with a crazy stepmother story. So, (laughs) all right, yes, (laughs) this is like VC Andrews or something going on here. So, (laughs) so um, for for context, I guess I'll start with my father because he's kind of an important character for the story. Um, He is. And how do you know him? Uh, well, I donated some sperm, right? Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so my parents, they, they got divorced when I was about three years old. Um, my mom it was wife number two for my dad. <laughs> uh, and my dad uh, does not have a great track record with uh, keeping relationships, I guess we'll put it that way. Okay. So when I was about... Five years old, I believe, uh, my dad met uh, who would become his third wife uh, after he had been had a couple girlfriends that didn't work out. And so he, of course, in his dad ways, kind of sat my sister and I down and was like, um, you're going to have a stepmom. And that's <laughs> like a kid. You're like, oh, my gosh. All I can think of is Disney movies where the right? stepmothers are horrible. Yeah. And yeah. family dynamics were already kind of funky growing up because my dad had two daughters from his first marriage. So big, weird, extended family was already kind of in the mix for us as kids. Okay, what are we going to We can't do anything about it. Sure. Okay, you're getting married. <laughs> uh, we meet her and she is intense, I guess I'll put it that way, when we first meet her. In some regards, she, she was really cool. She was a great cook. Uh, she was a huge nerd. She was one of the first people that kind of got me uh, to watch like Star Wars and Star Trek cool. and uh, get into like superheroes and comic books. So Excellent. in that regard, cool, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um she was not the nicest person um specifically she did verbally and physically abuse my sister and i Mm. now i'm not gonna get too much into that part of the story because it's not quite as important for the ghost story part of things right um but let's say there was a an evil energy about her sometimes, not all the time mm. too. She would have these moments of mania almost. Wow. Uh, we, we wondered as we've wondered as we gotten older, my sister and I, if there was maybe some things that were undiagnosed where she mm-hmm. should have been seen. Um, but she would have these moments where she was like super sweet. She would share her fandoms with me or she would want to cook a really nice dinner for us. But then she'd have these moments where um, she like flipped a switch and she was a completely different person, throwing pans across the kitchen, uh, locking herself in her bedroom for days at a time, uh, walking out of of meals. Oh, you can laugh. It's fine. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I've gone to plenty of therapy so I can laugh. OK, so how, how old were you again? <laughs> how old were you again at this time? So we're talking like five to six. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's scary then, man, for sure. 
at that age. A very, um, very formative. Um, and so it was kind of a normal, like not normal, but it, for us became a normal for yeah. on the weekends when for some sort of episode to happen where, where uh, it, where something went awry, she yelled at him or us or both of, or all of us. Uh, and we've also very quickly learned that her daughter, our stepsister at the time, who was older than us had learned about, <laughs> had learned the rules of the house okay. and knew better than to like get near her at all when she would have these episodes. Gotcha. So, Fast forward to when we're seven, uh, my my dad tells us, hey, we're going to go on this trip uh, down to the Florida Keys. We lived, he lived in South Florida. Um, my mom and my stepdad lived up in Orlando. So uh, we would go back, go down to like the Fort Lauderdale area to visit them on the weekends. But he's like, hey, for this, in this summer, we're going to take a summer trip down to the Keys. So we all get in the car, we get our luggage, we're heading down. My mom calls us like three different times to make sure we're going to be okay, right? Um, since she's not with us there. And yeah. we're heading down, and then while we're already on the trip, my dad brings up, oh, by the way, we're going to look at a house while we're down here. And we're like, wait, what? <laughs> so... Yeah, so we're we're heading down through the Florida Keys. Have have either of y'all been in the Keys before? No, I've never been. I've never been. No, I don't think I have. So to paint a picture of what driving through the Keys is like, there is one road, mm -hmm. <laughs> pretty much. You've got US one that goes all the way from Miami down to Key West, and some places it's one lane on each side. If you're lucky, there's two lanes on each side on some of the islands because they're small islands, right? Yeah. yeah. And so even though the keys, it really shouldn't take that long to get through, it takes three or four hours to drive from the top to the bottom of the keys because of how bad traffic can get. Down Got, right? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I would so imagine, especially in the summertime. Yes, especially during that, that vacation season. Memorial Day, uh, <laughs> driving out of the Keys, you're done, right? It's going to take you eight, nine hours easy. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're driving. It must have been in June that we're driving down. And so he tells us, yeah, we're going to look at this house. It's not in Key West, but it's in the lower Keys. Uh, it's a nice house. We've looked at it online. We're going to meet with like a real estate agent and take a look at it while we're down here. And then the rest of the trip, we'll be staying in a hotel in Key West. We'll go around to different places and all of that. So like we're kids and we're like, new house, cool. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're thinking, hey. And he told us this would be a second home um, at, at the time. My dad had a lot of money. This was pre-recession. Okay. Uh, he was doing very well for himself. Uh, that did not stick um, yeah. after 2000, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but so at the time, we're like, cool, we're going to have this cool vacation home. We can do little weekend trips or come here in the summer. So we're driving down. And as you drive through the Keys, you kind of get this idea. The Keys are a mixture of like hot vacation spots and then people who want to get away from the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so we get to the island, uh, Ramrod Key, 
where this house is that we're looking at. So we're looking at the house before we even get to the vacation part because we're hitting it on the way down. And I remember we're driving through this little neighborhood and houses in the Keys and like coastal Florida areas look so different from normal houses. Mm. Uh, they're up on these stilts. It's like super weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure because uh, you said you used to live in North Carolina. Had you ever been out to the coastal areas there? Yeah. Yeah. Like to the Outer Banks and everything where the beach houses are elevated yeah. so that the inevitable hurricane and flood is not going to level them. It's yeah. going to, they're going to be at least somewhat off of the ground. So, yeah. And so as a kid, I'm looking at all these houses up on stilts and I'm like, these are like big tree houses. That's so cool. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and so we get to this house and big yard, but all gravel. Uh, mm-hmm. and then a house up on stilts, two bedroom house, uh, the bottom not finished. And there's like a little carport area. So uh, surrounded by a fence. So we pull into the yard. There's a real estate agent there. We get out of the car. My curious self, I'm just kind of looking around, right? I'm looking at this house, judging it for myself, even though my opinion probably really doesn't matter as like a little kid. And the first thing I notice is the decorations in like the yard and the garden. There are crystals everywhere. Mm. There are quartz pyramids, little glass orbs, uh, like stuck in like the little ponds. Okay. Uh, There are lots of um, quartz pillars of different colors all kind of around. And as a kid with a huge imagination, I'm like, this is so pretty. This is really cool. Right. Um, And but but it was also something very different from what I was used to. in terms of like what a home would be decorated like i'm thinking like this is what like a a garden at like a, a plant uh, a nursery would look like right yeah, yeah. uh where you buy plants and so we're looking around and i just remember overhearing my stepmother saying something like well we got to get rid of all of this as soon as we move in talking about all the decorations and everything mm-hmm. and so we we go upstairs to the actual part of the house. We don't go into the bottom unfinished area. I guess it would be kind of like a Florida basement, if you will. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so we go we go up to the front uh, door. I remember the stairs super creaky. Kind of you could tell the the salt water air had kind of uh, run them down over time. So it was kind of like, okay, we're walking up these stairs. There's a, there's a um, certain kind of a bounce to it, right? Is yes, that what I'm thinking? Yeah. Exactly. There's a yep. certain kind and of the, a the paint, paint peeling a oh, little yeah, bit yeah, off yeah. the railing, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And so we get up to the door. The real estate agent meets us there. Um, as my memory serves, some perky uh, blonde probably uh older though probably 40s 50s um but so she takes us into this house and very simple setup you walk right in bookshelves along this little hall there's a doorway through the bookshelves uh not like a hidden doorway but like it's just cut (laughs) out and to a bedroom and a bathroom on the other side you've got the master with an ensuite 
and then you head toward the back of the house, you've got all these open sliding glass door windows with a little walkway around the outside of the house where there's a grill seating area. You've got a little living room and a kitchen. Very simple keys, house, beautiful view. Yeah. Uh, so from that second floor, it looked right over the mangroves onto the water. Nice. And we nice. could see then there was a dock outside the back of the house. And I remember the real estate agent being like, oh, uh, a recent hurricane, the dock got ruined. And so you can't get out to it now. So I, my dad was like, oh, that's one of the first things we'll work on is we'll, we'll fix that up and get Because, yeah. I mean, you live on the water. you got to have a dock. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you, you live in the Keys and not plan to get a boat if yeah. you're on the water. Yes, um, yes. And then I remember seeing more crystals inside the house. That was kind of the next thing that I remember noticing. And then these, we all kind of notice, uh, one of my half sisters was with us on this trip. Um, my oldest half sister who, uh, she's about 15 years older than me. So she was already in college at this point. She notices these little boxes in the corners of all the walls. Um, they looked almost like they should be some sort of nightlight, but they weren't plugged into anything. They were just a plastic little box, and they were throughout the whole house in different corners with purple triangles on them. Okay. Kind of wedged in the corners. Okay. Huh. And we were just like, what the heck are these things? We found them all over the house, different corners, under furniture, uh, and different places. And of course, my sister at the time, my older sister, she's like, well, okay, I'm going to try to figure out what these are. Um, and this was pre-smartphones. So uh, there's no, she couldn't just pull out her phone and Google it. Um, so she uh, did, however, have... Uh, like a flip phone with a camera. So she took some pictures of it and then searched for her signal and then <laughs> sent them to a friend of hers who she thought might know what they are, especially after seeing all the crystals and stuff around the house. So we're looking around, um, and I just remember my dad and, and my stepmom being like, this house is awesome. We love it. It looks amazing. Um, and then we go into the unfinished part of the house, into the Florida basement, as I called it. Yeah. Uh, this is where washer and dryer are. Um, it could be finished and you would be like technically no one's supposed to live on the first floor because it's in floodplains. But maybe you could have like a TV down there or something. Sure. Um, and immediately... I stepped in and I didn't want to, as like a kid, I just was like this, uh, it's scary. I'd seen Home Alone way too many times as a kid uh, with the the scary basement. And it was like very poorly lit, but also there was just a a vibe in there that I was not dealing with, where I was just like, I don't know about this. I'm just going to wait outside (laughs) under the little carport. Because okay. we're just looking at this house. I, I didn't need to go under there for any reason. Cause sure. The, yeah. And so I'm like, I'm just going to wait outside. My sister, very similar feeling after another minute, she comes back out. And we're just like, 
that's that's kind of weird in there. Like so, we we didn't we weren't willing to really say much about it, but we were like we don't want to be in there. Uh, okay. Go ahead. So so this this uh, little basement gr- area, this little room, was it like the ground floor, um, or was yeah. it like where on it the ground the, with the stilts, was, and then above? Yeah. Was, okay. Okay. So it's like a yeah. It would have been like a a basement. Yeah, but yeah, it exposed. was all walled in with with uh, cement block. Okay, so it was enclosed, but it just wasn't finished off. There was no no drywall or insulation or anything. Okay, um, and so it was super dark in there because there were like no windows or anything. Uh, I remember there was a light on a chain, <laughs> like you'd find in a basement sometimes or in an attic. So you had to pull the string to turn on this like single light bulb in the laundry room area. But yeah, my sister and I, my little, or, well, sh- she's not my oldest sister. I've got nine siblings. That probably makes the story more confusing. Um, my full blood sister, I should say. And I, we were, we were just like, no, we're not going to go in there. So fast forward, we're driving away from the house. My, my dad, my stepmom at the time, they're talking the house up. They're like, Hey, this house was great. It's such a cheap price. Like whenever you hear that in a horror movie, you know it's yeah, <laughs> not yeah. good, right? <laughs> and and they were like, and they're leaving all the furniture there, which another another um, thing that you don't want to hear. Yep. All we gotta do and, is get rid of that massive blood stain on the carpet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Uh, wait. Just carpet, but I'll get there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no! So we're we're driving away, uh, heading to Key West. We stick, we get on our hotel. It's a nice hotel. We kind of enjoy our vacation. Uh, a couple days into our trip, we're there for a week, and my my dad and my stepmom have this great idea to take kids on a ghost tour of Key West. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so we, we're going we go on this ghost tour we meet up at one of the old hotels in the town there's this dude with like a cloak and a top hat and a lantern and a cane you know the whole the whole deal yeah and being a great storyteller right super dramatic re- recalling all these ghost stories from around key west it's a walking tour so we walk around the town we visit some different spots um, there's one about like a haunted hotel room. There's one that about this, a story that a lot of people cover. I know there's a last podcast up, epi- uh, on the left episode about it, Okay, about the guy who dug up his girlfriend yes. and like married her dead body. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh so my God. That's that one. Of, that the first time I heard that story was on, um, the <laughs> HBO show with the, um, uh, the guy that did the autopsies. I think that was it. Something like that. But that was the first time I heard it. Where he like took piano wire and like strung her bones back together and like replaced her skin yes. with wax and doused her in perfume and like, oh man, yeah, that's a creepy ass story. Sorry, I just had to, I had to, uh, yeah. Yeah. had to say that. No, yeah. I, I thank, thank you because imagine being seven and hearing. Oh my that god, story. man! <laughs> I don't know if I don't know there would be such a weird line between being fascinated by that how about how dark and weird and creepy it is and then just where it tilts to being scared you know the crap out of because how dark and creepy and weird it is 
Well, what made it even more like scary as a kid is for all these stories, we're at the locations for them. So we're standing on the street looking at the house where that guy lived and the graveyard is right behind us. Like that's how close his house was to the cemetery. Wow. And if but the story that. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say that if I was that guy, if, if I was that tour guide, um, I would pick out like one or two little kids every time uh, to that we're on the tour and be like, and I, and that man was me. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that is totally something that one of those tour guides would do. Um, There were horrible, but fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) The, there were two, stories that kind of stuck with me though one was there's an old uh movie theater that was a church that uh burnt down and supposedly the you can feel the flames uh when you're standing in the theater we stood under the marquee and they're like can't you feel the fire and i remember as a kid being like it is june in uh Yeah. We're always feeling the fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and but there was this huge like half circle window above this theater on the second floor that we looked at from across the street. And they were like, if you look closely enough, you'll see the kids pulling the curtain back, like stuff like that. The other one that stuck with me, though, was the story of Robert the doll. Uh, so if anybody's familiar with oh, haunted yeah. doll story. Yeah. Yeah. That is like. Yeah, on a doll. I think my I think my wife told me this story. She went down there a few years ago. I think can can you sort of just gloss over that story real quick, just to yeah. So yes, uh, the the sort of gist of the story um, in the early days of Key West, uh, when a lot of of affluent. white families were living in downtown Key West, building these beautiful Victorian homes. Um, there was one family living there who had a young a young boy, and they hired a um, servant from the West Indies to as like a live-in maid to take care of their okay. boy. Yep. Um, as the story goes, she was a practitioner of voodoo. Uh, and she gave the boy, when she came to be a maid, a doll. So supposedly, as part of the story, she's the one that maybe cursed the doll okay. or whatever. We're not going to get into the yeah, yeah. the uh, the race politics of that part of the story. Right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so as the story goes, as the kid got older, whenever he did something to get in trouble, he would say, oh, it wasn't me, Robert did it oh, the doll. Uh, that's all right the doll. yeah so he so he would blame the doll for everything that he did he would like tear his toys apart rip a page out of a book or uh like be mean to other kids and he would always blame it on the doll um and i remember part of the story there was someone like painting one of the rooms in the house oh. that uh was Robert's room the the kid had now grown up a little bit was now older and didn't play with the doll anymore but the doll stayed in that room right and so that was Robert's room the rooms being painted by someone 
and uh, the the guy's on a ladder or something in the story. Ladder gets kicked out from under him. He breaks his arm, and the guy is like, "What the heck happened? Like, who like who did that? No one's up here." And the full like grown kid at this point is like, "Oh well, Robert did it." Uh, so basically, the the gist of the story is that anyone who either says horrible things about the doll or makes fun of the idea that the doll is living or haunted or whatever, um, that the doll gets back at them. Yeah. 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 That's right. Uh, That's right. The the doll's still around too, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. The doll itself is in a museum, um, in Key West. I still, to this day, refuse to go to that museum. (laughs) I won't step in it. Uh, as part of the lore, um, now in our 21st century uh, is that if you don't ask permission to like take a picture of the doll, that he'll mess with your camera. Ah. Uh, back when like you had cameras where you had to go get the photos developed, yeah. it would be you go get them developed at Walgreens and then all the photos would be of the doll or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or if you made fun of the doll in the museum, then you would get in some sort of accident on your way home from your trip from Key West or something like that. That That's kind of part of the lore sure, around sure. Uh, the doll. Um, so, like, Stuff you don't you don't want to fuck with, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there, sure. I mean, and yeah. this is part of that lore about where people, you know, you don't mess with the doll, you don't mock it or anything like that, is the fact that they receive, that museum receives handwritten letters from people asking Robert uh, to, you know, forgive them, asking, apologizing to Robert, asking for his forgiveness because all these bad things have happened to them. Uh, and they get sent there to him at the museum to Robert, you know, and to be read to Robert to get so that he will, you know, remove his curse. There's a whole lot more to the Robert story. It's it's really yeah. fantastic. It's way deeper than that. Yeah, we we could do a whole podcast cool. episode yeah, just great. on that story. That's yeah. great. Um, like people will put dollars through like the case that he's in to like give goodwill to him. It's not like it's it's wild. Wow. Um. But I, I just remember that story sticking with me as a kid. What the heck? Dolls can be haunted? And, like, yeah. the – I kind of – like, I was a weird kid. I watched plenty of, like, stuff with ghosts in it as a kid, like Casper, Ghostbusters, you know. So, like, I was aware of the concept of ghosts and haunted things and all that. But it was something about, like, that being in the same trip as – going into that house for the first time that something clicked in my head yeah and i was like this house is haunted (laughs) yeah yeah no kidding so flash forward a couple of months we they do purchase the house (laughs) and uh they're going down taking some trips on the weekend my dad and my stepmom to get it ready and get the get the house ready to where we can take some nice family trips down there um, and I remember we're visiting my dad at our house in Fort Lauderdale. He's talking about how the renovations have been going and everything while we haven't been there. And he's like, oh, yeah, this weird thing happened. And we're like, OK, what weird thing happened? And he is talking about when he was painting, repainting all the rooms because they they wanted to make it look nice, make it make it look like a new house and everything. And remember, 
the people left all the furniture there. They mm-hmm. left everything other than like clothes and food, but they all the furniture, decorations, all that was left there. And there was a painting up in the living room that when they pulled it off the wall, there was a stain of blood on the wall behind it. Oh, my God. Are you serious? And to this day, my dad, when he recalls this, he also says it was not only a stain of dried blood, but there was hair in the dried blood as well. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Now he never he he can never recall cor- like exactly what kind of hair it was. I don't think he looked at it too quickly because my father then proceeded to oh let me just go get some cleaning supplies and wash it off and then oh. paint the wall and we'll be good. Right? Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so we're sitting around and all the my siblings and I can think is this. What are you doing? Like <laughs> this is a murder scene. Yeah. 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 And the and and so we're like this is wild. Like already we had bad vibes about the house. Now you're telling us there was a blood stain on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and of course my brain goes into oh my gosh, this is this house is haunted. Yeah. This is going to be horrible. And so Flash forward in another couple of months, we're taking our first we're, – we're going down there and staying at the house for the first time. Now, um, my stepmom had her, her daughter, and then there was my sister and I. So there's uh, three kids and then my dad and my stepmom. They're staying in the master bedroom. There's two twins in the – uh, in the other bedroom, and so I have to stay on the pull-out couch because I'm the youngest, right? Yeah, 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 I right, get right. the pull-out couch, of yeah. course. <laughs> and the I remember during the day, everything's going fine. The first day we get there, we're having a good time, talking about how they're going to work on the yard and start working on the dock and all that kind of stuff. We grill out, you know, fun family time comes to be the first night we're staying there and my brain is just going oh my god this house is haunted this house is haunted (laughs) (laughs) and so here I am I am have to stay on this pull out couch (laughs) in the middle of this empty house while my sister and stepsister get to stay in a room and my dad and my stepmom are in the room and I'm in the room where the blood stain was. <laughs> and to kind of paint a picture of like what this room was like, we had a big sectional on the corner of the wall um, that pulled out as part of the sectional. But all the walls along the living room and kind of into the part of the kitchen were sliding glass doors. Okay. And at the time... We didn't have any yet, like blinds or anything for them. So, at night with a full with a full moon, or even with half moon, uh, if the moon's in the sky, you've just got light pouring in through all those windows into sure. that living room. And as a kid, I always had a hard time falling asleep if there was like any light in the room or anything. Uh, and so, I'm just. I can't sleep at all because I think it's haunted and <laughs> there's too much light coming into this room. And I remember my dad 
knew that I had a hard time falling asleep, so he would put on something on like the TV uh, while I fall asleep, right? Low low on the volume, put the sleep timer on. It was probably like uh, an old movie. He would put on like Turner Classic Movies or something like that a lot of the time when I was trying to fall asleep. Good call on your dad's part there. I do the same thing. (laughs) Um, And I remember... I'm laying there in the in the pull-out couch, and the moonlight is just coming in from behind me. The window behind me is up on the second floor, right? Nothing could be on the other side of that window. Yeah. And I remember a silhouette on the light on me in like because the light's coming down onto the bed where I'm laying from the window behind me. And I just remember seeing in front of me in the light a silhouette of a person walking uh, past the window. Oh my! Which is impossible. Yeah, this yeah. Windows and uh. floor, and I I did not pee myself, but I nearly did. Oh! Uh, and I just remember petrified, right? Course. As a little kid, and I I'm like I'm not gonna look. I'm not gonna turn around. I'm not gonna see oh, yeah. what is in this yeah, yeah. window, right? Yeah. And so I just remember like closing my eyes and being like, oh, go away, go away. Like, (laughs) and I think I was up till probably four or five o'clock in the morning before I finally fell asleep and got maybe one hour of sleep. I'm sure. I was just petrified. Wow. But also, my dad doesn't believe in anything like ghosts or any of that stuff. Yeah. Right. So I. I told him he would be like, ah, you're full of shit. You've got a creative imagination and you're just seeing things or, or, or thinking things. But my sister does believe in that shit. And so <laughs> I, I, went, I went to her and I was just like, um, there were shadows walking around last night. And she was like, oh, my God, something happened to me, too. Oh. And so her story she um she's in the other in the room with with our stepsister and she wakes up in the middle of the night and our stepmother was standing over her bed oh. staring at her oh not saying anything just dead eyes looking at her oh. and my stepmother always hated my sister she my sister got the most of the abuse mm. verbally and physically mm. and so my sister is as petrified as probably i was seeing the shadow if not right and she said she stared at her and then walked out of the room and then just went back to bed oh my, my god step. that's terrifying yeah. Also, yeah, yeah, oh. and so we're like, "What is going on in this house?" And so I proceeded to. My sister didn't really tell me about any more stories with my stepmother. I think because she was so afraid of her. Um, but I proceeded to have more shadows that I would see when I was trying to sleep always had nightmares in this house but I wouldn't really have nightmares a lot when I'd go back home to my mom's house um, the one nightmare that stuck with me a couple months into the us like going to this house with my dad 
I had a nightmare where the shadow that I would see in the house, just a black silhouette of a man, uh, probably 30s in age, Mm -hmm. um, brought me down like to the the garden area of the house. Uh-huh. And my sister is standing there. Again, this is a dream, not this yeah. did not really happen. A well, a nightmare rather. And this silhouetted figure picks up a tank of gasoline and lights my sister on fire. Oh shit. Damn. I proceeded to have that nightmare pretty much every time that I would stay at that house. Wow. Um, yeah. And so I'm like seven or eight at this point. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we come to find out next time my older half sister comes to visit the one who was like, I'm going to have a friend and find out what these boxes are in the corners of the house. I wasn't going to forget that detail. And I was circling back to it. Um, good. Cause I was, that, I was going to bring it up that's for sure. <laughs> Those boxes are evidently something that are sold in some spiritual shops okay. to ward off evil spirits. Mm. You put them around the house and it's supposed to protect the space from evil spirits. Okay. Now, of course, when my parents moved in, they removed them all. <laughs> so oh, yeah. whatever was being warded off wasn't anymore. Um, but... As they worked on the house, one thing they didn't remove was they kept those crystals outside in the garden mm. and because they, they thought it looked nice. They looked cool in the garden area. And so whenever something was happening, if it was during the day, because if it was at night, I would just like lay in bed terrified, close my eyes until it until I fell asleep. Yeah. But if I felt those presences during the day. I would just go out to that garden. Nothing. Wow. It would be like there. Yeah. Um, the the other big time where, because I thought after that time my sister told me about what my stepmother standing over her bed. My sister didn't bring up a lot of stuff weird happening in the house yeah. for a while until we'd lived. We'd had this house for maybe a year or so. My dad and my stepmom sold their house in South Florida. Now this Keys house is their full-time house. Mm-hmm. So it's not a vacation home anymore. Uh, we are staying there for the summer. And in my stepmom's love, lovely ways of being mean to us, when she would do our like wash our clothes, something would always happen. Ink would end up on our clothes. Bleach would accidentally end up on our clothes and my mom would get pissed. So at one point my mom was like, okay, you guys do your own laundry when you visit your dad so that this doesn't happen. And so we're going down to the floor, the, the ground floor where it's unfinished, where the laundry room is again, where we didn't want to really go ever. We're like, well, we are, we're here for a month. So we have to wash our clothes if we want clean clothes. And, uh, and my dad was like, no, you guys worry about it. Cause he, he's always worked from home. He was too busy working to worry about us. Right. Uh, <laughs> so we go down there and I remember my sister's got, or I've got the basket. My sister's got the laundry supplies and we go to, uh, hit the light switch to turn on the lights 
that were in the laundry room area because they'd installed actual lights down there. Now it wasn't upholstering anymore. And she's like, I can't hit the switch. And I'm like, what do you mean you can't hit the switch? It's right there. Like, I could see the switch Yeah. in in the light enough because it was during the day. Uh, and it was dimly lit in there at least. And she's like, I can't touch the switch. There's something in the way. And I'm like, I literally can see the switch. I'm like, <laughs> what's going on, girl? And I go up and I go to touch the switch. Like, I move her hand out of the way. I'm like, come on, turn on the lights. You're you're messing with me and i couldn't hit the switch there was something that whoa it was like it almost felt like like a wall of like wind if you've ever been in like a wind tunnel or been yeah. to like a science museum where you can like put your hand in the wind tunnel it kind of felt like that wow like it wow. was not solid but something that was kind of stopping our hands from hitting the switch and we're like okay we're coming back later to do our laundry screw this and so we put the basket down and we leave uh we come back a couple hours later we turn the switch on fine oh my gosh yeah so all this weird stuff happening and the stepmom side of the story as we stayed in the house more and more and we would go visit my dad and my stepmom there. Um, we came to just accept the fact that we were living in a haunted house <laughs> as kids. Yeah. And like, I never got any sleep li- while we were living there. Neither did she. Um, but it was kind of the new status quo at this point. We kind of were like, uh, we can't do anything about it as kids. So I guess we just got to deal with it. And, uh, but in all the while, my stepmother got worse the longer that we lived in this house. Oh, wow. More abuse, uh, physically, verbally, more fights between her and my dad, um, more times where she'd shut herself away in this room, mm. in her room. And in hindsight, looking on it, I'm like, she was feeding off whatever was in this house. Yeah. I'm right. convinced. Yeah. Um, the longer she stayed there, uh, I'm convinced she just it it fed off of her energy and she fed yeah. off of its energy probably. Sure. Hey, that's a nice T-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story T-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-R dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors 
things came to a head. Uh, probably three years living in living in this house now. My uh, one of my older half sisters is visiting. Not the oldest that is like a hippie, but the other one. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, we're going out on our boat that we have. We've we fixed up the dock now. At this point, we've got a boat. We're going to take a nice trip out to a reef and do some snorkeling, have fun family time, and. Uh, right before we're about to leave, we're getting the boat ready, putting the cooler on there, getting our snacks ready, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're getting on the boat, and I remember my dad coming down in a huff and being like, oh, let's go. And we're like, dude, we're ha- we're going to have a fun day. What's going on? <laughs> and he was just like, oh, uh, Patty, uh, that's my stepmom's name. I realized that I hadn't said her name yet. Um Patty doesn't want to come down. She's not feeling well. I remember him using air quotes and uh, <laughs> she and Casey, her do- her daughter, my stepsister, doesn't want to come either. They're skipping out on on the trip and blah blah. blah. They're just making excuses. Though. I remember him being so mad about this, which I mean, where it was supposed to be a nice day for like the whole family. I'd probably be pretty mad too. Um, and based on what he was saying, it seemed like she wasn't really sick. She was just didn't want to do it or whatever typical her this was kind of a normal thing so we're like okay my sisters and i were kind of like good we don't want her around anyway (laughs) yeah we're like we're gonna have fun just us and that'll be nice because there were a lot of times where my dad if we were visiting him he was too busy with work anyway to spend time with us so we were thinking this is going to be one of those rare times where we'll actually get some one-on-one time with him and his work won't be a thing because we'll be out on the water. So we're heading out there and um, on our way out, we're like, we, we see like a pot of dolphins. Uh, We go, we go a little faster than we should and have a little fun with it. Right. We get out to the reef. We're out there um, while we're on the reef. Uh, a shark swam under my dad and I. This was all like oh, in wow. the same day, um, and uh, it, a little, it was like a little reef shark. But as a kid, I was like, "There's a enough. shark!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember when we're we're kind of getting finished with our snorkeling, we're eating our snacks and everything, and we're like, "Hey, do we want to head back?" And we're like, "Okay, that's cool." So we are starting to head back on the boat. And um, either of y'all ever been out on like a, a fishing boat or a small boat or anything? Yep. Yep. So you've got the bilge underneath. They're like, for listeners, they're like these empty areas underneath the boat that you could fill with stuff. You could use it as storage. But sometimes when you're out on the water, they can fill up with water. you got to pump out the water. Yep. Um, to get the water out just depending on how fast you're going where the where the waves are and all that kind of stuff so we had been on on the boat enough times where we knew how to do that and everything so the bilge started filling up with water um while we were going about and so we got the little pump out we we started pumping the water out the water was coming in faster than we could pump out though oh and so we're like uh we're sinking like (laughs) we're dad we're sinking He's like, no, there's no way we're sinking. This is a nice boat. There, there's no way. And we're like, uh, yeah, 
we're sinking dad this is filling up with water and he's like no you guys just aren't pumping fast enough so he hands my sister who's like three years older than me probably 10 or 11 at this point uh the wheel to steer the boat (laughs) and he comes over with the pump and he's pumping and he's like shit we're sinking and i'm like what's what's happening (laughs) and so we're like well what are we gonna do we're in the middle of the ocean we're because we were out on a reef off the coast of the uh keys and so we uh we see another fishing boat we flag them down and we're we're like hey we need to get off of our boat it is literally sinking can we call the coast guard all that kind of stuff so we get we luckily these people are cool they're chill we get on their fishing boat and uh, call the Coast Guard. By the time the Coast Guard shows up, our boat is halfway in the water. Oh. It is done for. Um, Coast Guard gets us back home. <clears throat> they tell my dad, in the Keys, with all the coral reefs, you can't just leave a boat in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. You'd be fined for pollution. Oh. So um, he has to then pay to have the boat removed wow. from the ocean. Yeah, thousands of dollars oh. later, right? Um, so that whole process took weeks to get the, oh. the people to do it, go out there, get the boat pulled out. So it's probably about a month and a half later that they got the boat out and got it to uh, a boat repair shop to look at it. And there were holes in the bottom of that boat. Holes in the bottom of the boat. Yep. Drilled. Drilled. Oh, yep. shit. my God, man. Yep. Holy yep. shit, dude. I was, because I was thinking while you're telling that story, I was like, well, salt water does, like, beat shit up pretty, pretty quick, but usually it was a, it's it was a pontoon it, boat. It's a pontoon. A Are you serious? Oh, my gosh, Holy, man. Yep. Did, now, yeah. did did he keep it on the dock, like in the water, or did he? How did he no. keep the boat? He, he, we kept it in a boathouse, and then we would okay. go pick it up when we would want to take it out, okay. and then drop it in the water. Yeah, so no, he wasn't keeping. Wow. It. What what do you yeah. what are your thoughts on yeah. that? What do you think of that about that? Do you, uh, oh, do you she a, did. <laughs> you think she did it? Um, yeah. Are you serious? I think it was, I think it was very convenient that um, the majority of my dad's kids were oh, there that on that trip. Wow. Uh, that she and her stepdaughter, who was pretty chill, like she would go like do stuff with us all the time. It was very unlike my stepsister to skip out on stuff. Wow. But they both conveniently didn't want to go on the boat. <sighs> wow. And, yep. And... So, the let me reverse it. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. We get back with with the Coast Guard the day the boat sank, and that night my dad wanted to go see this band uh, or in Key West who was performing. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the. Uh, the, the singer Scott Kirby. That's the name of the singer. Okay. Uh, kind of a Keys local singer, so, okay. sort of similar to like a Jack Johnson kind of vibe. Okay. Very like kind of folksy 
chill vibes. Chill, yeah. Um, yeah and he's yeah, performing yeah. at one of the yeah, super chill. Uh, one of the pubs in town, and my dad loved his music, and he was like, "Hey, I want to go. We, I want to go get some drinks. We'll get dinner. It'll be like a good a good time." So yeah. this was already planned before the whole sinking thing happened. So we get back, and he's like, "All he can think about is I I I just want to go see this this guy and try to not think about the fact that our boat just sank because for him at this point it's money. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, is all he's thinking about. Sure, <laughs> and." So we go out. My stepmom and stepsister do actually join us to go out, but she's pissed oh. the whole time. The whole ride, it's a half hour drive from where the house was to Key West. So we're, we're driving that drive. She's pissed the whole time. And in hindsight, I'm like, she was probably pissed that she didn't kill us. Yeah. But yeah, the, the evil plan <laughs> failed. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she was just ruining the mood, right? We're already super stressed. Our our day was kind of ruined by the boat sinking. Kind um, of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our, our, for that, the day was great. And so my dad is really trying to salvage this day with the family uh, and make something of the end of this day. And so we get to the bar and she's sitting in the passenger seat and we're all like, okay, we're here. Let's get out. We'll order food. We'll, uh, they'll order some drinks and we'll have a good time. And she's like, I don't want to go in. And we're like, what? <laughs> we drove all the way here and now you're going to say this. And he was just like, like, okay, you want to take the car back home? Somebody's going to need to come pick us up because we took one car. And she's like, well, I'm not going to come back if I go home. So I'm just going to stay here in the car. And we're like, what the hell? And it's the summer. Yeah. So <laughs> she can't just sit in the car. Um, she'll overheat. <laughs> and so uh, uh, I remember she's like, I'll open the sunroof. It'll be fine. And my sis- my older sister, uh, half-sister, was just fed up with her at this point. She was probably a senior in high school at this point total attitude about everything right yeah and she was like fed up with her at this point she already was convinced that she was the one that was responsible for the boat sinking at the same the same day she's already convinced wow and she's like you're just pissy and in a bad mood we're not gonna let you ruin the end of our day my sister says this to my stepmom <laughs> and she's like if you want to sit here and act like a little brat in the car then you can do that if you want to and my and she like gets out and like walks off my my sister and my other sister and i were just like oh i can't believe she just said that to her because it was one of those things where she was so horrible sometimes that we were just so afraid to ever say sure. anything back. Yeah. Right. And, and so we're like, oh, my God, I can't believe she just like, we get out of the car and we're like, we're following her. We're running because we're like, oh, shit, she's going to hit us because of what you said. And the so we're, we're running. We go into the restaurant. Uh, my dad, I remember, just drank the rest of that night away. Uh, he gave us, he gave my sister, my older sister who could drive the keys. We went to a different restaurant, got us food, kind of separated ourselves from everything. We came back. He was sloshed, uh, at this bar and my, my sister ended up driving everybody home, um, because he couldn't drive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so that was that night. And so we're already kind of like, as kids putting pieces together, my older sister's like, 
she's putting pieces together as a teenager being like, this is crazy. She's trying to kill us. Um, next day, my sister's leaving to head back to her mom's house in Kentucky. And she's like, I'm never coming to visit you again, dad. She tells my dad this. Yeah. Um, if you're with her, you're not going to see me. And so she, she left. And again, a month and a half later, boat comes back holes in the bottom. And he, like uh must have been the water or something like that and we're thinking she she did this yeah, right yeah 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 <laughs> um it was a couple months after that that we got a sailboat as a cheaper sailboat as kind of a pseudo replacement yeah. for the other boat to have something to go out on the water on yeah 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 uh we, he had had it for about a week. Everything was ready to go. We were visiting. My dad and I go out on the sailboat, and we're sailing around, having a good time. Uh, we're coming back in toward the dock. A wind catches us, and we slam into the dock, bends the mast, and the uh, mast oh. falls over. And, Jeez. of course, my dad is like, nothing can go right. Yeah. Like he, he's we're defeated at this point. My stepmom this whole time was sunning out on the dock <laughs> and she gets up and starts yelling at him and is like, you're so stupid. You like we're going to have to replace this. You throw our money away, blah, blah, like blah, blah, as if she, which she didn't work. So it was all his money. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and she's yelling at him. And I remember at this point. All my all my sisters had stood up to her. I was like, I gotta say something, right? I gotta show solidarity with my siblings. Sure. And so I'm like, uh, she called him a dumbass. That was the the kind of oh, the scoffer for me. Yeah. Because my dad, my dad maybe doesn't use his common sense sometimes, but he is anything but dumb. Yeah. He's a very intelligent man, and so when she said that. I looked up at her because she's standing on the dock. I'm on the broken sailboat. And I, I said, don't you dare call, call my dad a dumbass. And she whops me. I land in the water oh. um, in front of my dad. Wow. Which usually happened in front of him. Yeah. And that's how she got away with it most of the time because yeah. he would always believe her. Instead of this. Yeah. Sure. But that was the straw. So even after we got the boat back with the holes in it, and after she had been, like, shit-talking us and hitting us all the time and everything, my older sisters vowed to never come back. After all of that, the straw was her hitting me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I guess because I'm... Yeah, well, maybe because it was, you know, concrete evidence, you know, I think, I think, you know, he was right there. Like you you said, you know, your dad is not a dumb person. Like, I think he probably knew what was going on the whole time. But like, you know, maybe just didn't want to see it or whatever. Yeah. Well, and also, also, I mean, obviously, there were a lot of straws that piled up. And I, it oh, probably yeah. it didn't necessarily even. I mean, that was just the most convenient <laughs> straw yeah. to give way yeah. to break. You know, so good God, geez, what a dude. crazy ass story! Yeah. Now, I gotta ask you, man uh, did you did you find anything out about the house at yes. all? Like, as far as um, if I anything happened, never. I could never. So, um, they about a month after she hit me in front of him, he did file for divorce finally. Um, 
and he 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 came to visit us up by my mom around the holidays and told us and everything. We had like a very weird Christmas because it was right before Christmas, uh, where we didn't want to be at that house and everything. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, in the divorce, which took three years in the Keys court system, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. go through. Um, she got the house. So she still lives there to this oh, day. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm side note. I'm a writer. I've, I've I've got a screenplay that I've kind of fiddled around with. Oh great! For like a haunted house story of like adult siblings going back, and like the stepmom's still there, and she's been like feeding off the evil in the house. Yes. It's definitely a screenplay idea that i've got well, around up there. I, I, I mean that writes yeah. itself basically oh, yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah to answer to your question no i've never been able to find any kind of police records or court records about any kind of uh domestic violence or murder or anything happening in the house um or even anything from the, like, the previous owners about that sure so very weird. Very weird. I think somebody they. Know, yeah. Somebody knows something. Exactly. There was something oh, going on it, there. There's a reason why they put crystals everywhere and they had those boxes everywhere. Yeah. And a painting to cover yeah. up a blood yeah. stain. Yeah. 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 I, whoever, whoever owned that house before knows something. You know, also, I was going to say that, like, I think a lot of people I'm included in this, even though I lived in Florida and I know how weird it is. But I think I think you know at, you know kind of like how Adam was talking about in the introduction everybody's vacation place like we all think that Florida is just sort of like this fun place that doesn't have any <laughs> you know any weirdness but like and you think that these beautiful places they couldn't possibly be haunted or like but you know these stories are just like a, a window into what's really going on and Anytime you have, and we've had a lot of people on here that have um, opened the door, so to speak, to like spirituality and like tried to invite spirits in and these things, you know, and it's like always a dicey situation. And and um, if you don't know what you're doing, obviously things can go really wrong. But I also feel like that people that have some mental illness anyway, when you compound that along with this kind of stuff that God knows what else is going on there with, you know, maybe some dark entities or something like they can get in yeah. there, you know, they can get in there and start just some kind like of influence. Yeah. Exactly. Like you said, feeding on the, on the, on the soul or something. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge Marvel fan. And so with Moon Knight recently, they kind of dealt with that, right. Uh-huh. With this idea of is Mark's, Psyche fractured before Khonshu kind of uses him and everything. Sorry, so, nerdy side note. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't worry. You're talking like, to at least one of the right people with that. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I totally agree with you. I think her her mental health situation was probably a very big part of what was going on in that house. And um, she was probably already open to or susceptible to yeah. something kind of getting. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, so yeah, that, that is my crazy. That's my a crazy story. ass story. Yeah, that is man. Yeah. That was awesome. But for all the wrong way. You know, <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. yeah. 
But uh, yeah, oh, wow. Uh, you know, it just sickens me too when you hear stories like this with people that are that that are abusive to kids. It's just like, gosh, I, I hope that. You know, I hate to say this, but I hope that she gets karma, some some karma in her in her uh, life. You know, for for which I think she probably is, but uh, she probably has. She's probably know. there by herself, well, and her own kids probably rarely visit her. I would imagine. You know, she doesn't. So her daughter, um, soon after the divorce happened, actually found her dad. Her dad had been. Um, she had been told as a kid by her mom that her dad died. Oh. Wow. Yeah, and Damn. she found out that he actually lived in the Keys. Wow. Like she, oh, wow. And they, and they were from Washington State originally. Oh, my. So, yeah, weird fate stuff kind of happening Holy there. Holy shit. And yeah. So she, she reunited with him and moved out while she was like a sophomore in high school or junior in high school. And I don't think she still talks to her mom uh, and wow. go, and goes back to that house. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, that damn what what a crazy yeah. what a crazy story, man. <laughs> Golly. Yeah. yeah. This wow. just goes to show you that you just don't ever you don't ever know, man. You know, you just don't ever. Oh know. yeah. You never know. I mean, you think. I think a lot of times you think, oh, this guy's got it made. This guy's got the perfect life, and it's like you don't have any idea. You know, from the outside looking in, just how fucked up things can be. And yeah. uh, you can live in the most beautiful home on the freaking beach and have a boat and have everything you want. And it's just trouble, you know. It's uh, wow. Amazing. <sighs> Thank, thanks again, man, for coming on and yeah. <laughs> blowing us away. Oh, man. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gonna take us a bit to process all of that for sure. That's yeah, yeah. It's a. I love I love how you tell the story too, dude. Because you go deep on it, man. You really yeah. You really help paint that picture and like. Oh, that's you. that's you, what we. You found the writer. No, yeah, it's great. Absolutely, yeah. It's great. I mean, that's what we. That's why we do this because we just like sharing stories and we like people coming on and and sharing their story and. So you have a podcast too, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, the my podcast. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no. Let's talk about it. Uh, tell the people where they can find it and um, and what what you guys do over there. Yeah. So um, my podcast. I'm the I'm the only host, but I bring I try to bring guests on. Right now, cool. We're, I'm still early in the process, so a lot of it's like friends and cool. and family and stuff. But uh, it's called Pop Culture Faye. So the idea. Um, I, I listen, I've listened to a lot of podcasts for a while. Found such a hard time finding an overall kind of nerd pop culture podcast that is through the LGBTQ plus lens. Okay. Um, which you think like that wouldn't be that hard to find. There's a lot that are fandom specific that are like Drag Race specific or Marvel or like even X Men specific, right? Okay. Um, but. There wasn't one that's kind of all around movie buff, nerdy kind of fandom. And I was like, well, I can do that, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. And um, specifically, I feel like a lot of times fandom can get kind of nasty sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, the in, in any kind of fandom. 
And I was like, so I want to kind of try to make this a positive space, kind of have fun with pop culture yeah. and not get too worried about like, it doesn't match the source material or is this thing better than the other thing? Cause at the end of the day, it's all just art, right? It doesn't matter. Sure. Um, and so that's kind of the initiative for it is to look at pop culture through that kind of queer experience. Cool. Um, and so as of late, it's been a lot of Marvel stuff with Comic-Con and right. Thor and Marvel and everything. But the idea is that it'll kind of open up the idea that while we're in this time where representation for the LGBT community is still kind of growing, yeah, there's still things to get out of all kinds of stories. Yeah, because sure. at the end of the day, a lot of stories are just about being weird. And so if you're kind of weird or different, you can connect with that. Sure. And so that's kind of my kind of goal with the podcast is, I guess, focusing on the things that connect us all rather than separate us. That's awesome. In, in a poetic way. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> that, I mean, we, yeah, the world yeah. needs more of that, mm-hmm. uh, you know. For world, sure. Yeah. yeah. And that's. Um, so you can find. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go, go right ahead. Uh, you can find the podcast on pretty much most most of the big podcasting platforms. I'm on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, um, and it's just pop culture fay. Fay is the plural of fairy okay. um, in like the old English word for it. Okay. Uh, so it's F A E uh, is how you spell that. Okay. Uh, so we just had uh, this past episode was all breaking down all the Marvel Comic Con news that came out. It was my fiance and I talking about it. Nice. And then uh, this coming week, we're going to do an episode kind of leaning on all of that about how to get into comics. Because I think that's a huge question that people have all the time. Sure. Uh, is they're like, this is so dense. How do I get into them? Sure. And so that's we're going to kind of talk jumping on points. And um, I'm going to have a guest from the direct podcast on there uh, cool. to talk about that. Cool. Yeah. Well, Adam is, uh, he is a scholar when it comes to uh, the comic book world. He actually owned a, a comic book store. I mean, he's actually, he's, he'll be teaching uh, this coming fall at the University of Cincinnati. Uh, he's teaching a comic book uh, class, which is, you know, if, 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 you, if you, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's knee deep in it. Yeah, he's all in it, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, Favorite favorite superhero Plastic for you guys? Man. Plastic Man. Plastic Man. Okay. <laughs> Plastic Man was my the first like. I mean, as a little kid, you're introduced to Batman and Superman, and a lot of them that you know are they're not. You know, they're they're not superheroes. They're just who they are. You know, they're yeah. already there. They're yeah. ever present. Yeah. The first comic book I ever had, I stole from my brother when I was about four years old, and it was an adventure comics, and it had a uh, Joe Staten Plastic Man story in the front half, and the back half had a very strange um, Steve Ditko Starman, uh, Prince Gavin Starman story in the back, and it just, the culmination just warped my little mind. And so Plastic Man (laughs) is... You know that's he's 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 my favorite. I'm also a huge fan of uh, Metamorpho, um, of Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, Shazam, Billy Batson, I should say. Um, so yeah, those are some of my 
you you said Captain Marvel, and I was like, oh, which one is he talking about? The, <laughs> I was like, are we talking Carol, Marvel, like? <laughs> I know. I was okay, talking, so yeah, you, I was talking the OG Mr. Yeah, yeah. Billy Bats in there with the talkie tony. So you, you're more in. You're more of a DC guy. Do you get over into the Marvel land? Oh, Marvel dude, I'm stuff? all over the place. I'm all over okay, the place. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I started off with DC because that's what was more available where I was growing up. That tends to make you. Yeah, that tends yeah. to form you. Uh, as a uh, comic nerd, what you what is more easily accessible to you, but as when you're first getting into it, but then when you really start getting into characters and uh, getting into story, then you find yourself drifting from one place or another. But I mean, um, I read X Men from um, followed read and collected X Men from Fall of Mutants until just after the Age of End of Apocalypse, uh, Age of Apocalypse, as it was coming out. So yeah, I grew up. I spent my teen years in in Gray Malkin Lane. Um, so no. I'm I know like I know the X Men till about the mid '90s, and I can give you that. And I've been rereading that actually lately. Um, so yeah, I'm all the stuff that I am kind of trying to go back and fill in my knowledge on because uh, I'm I'm 26. I'm not that old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could be our child. And, okay. Yeah. So my my gateway was um, public li- the public library in my town yeah. had uh, collected uh, like trade paperbacks and uh, graphic novel collections, and for whatever reason they had a lot more Marvel stuff than they had mm-hmm. DC. Um, and so immediately I kind of went to um, Civil War was one of the first things that kind of grabbed my attention. Uh, the movie hadn't come out yet at this point, but I was just like, this cover has all the characters on it. This looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that, my kind of what you're talking about with Plastic Man, like the first kind of characters that you discover through comics um, was the Runaways and the Young Avengers. So those characters are like super important to me. Yeah, Runaways is uh, that's one of the books that actually, um, when I had the comic shop, that's one I would say, and it introduced to younger readers. I'm like, read this because they definitely could get into the mindset of the, oh my God, it's it's not only are uh, we all weirdos. <laughs> Uh, and friends, our, our parents are all friends, and we don't. Re- we're kind of friends, but it's mainly because our parents are friends. And then it's uh, our parents aren't having this, you know, weekly or monthly <laughs> orgy. You know, they're not having a swinger party. No, they're they're super villains. <laughs> and they're yeah. So and so the, 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 it's a great. That was a great. The first. So I, I honestly I stopped after uh, Brian K. Vaughn because I didn't think anybody else could really get the voice of the characters, but. Um, yeah. that's a, that's great stuff right there. And what a great cross section of the Marvel universe too. Mm-hmm. Cause all those characters are from all these different areas. Of, like you've got aliens, robots, yep. uh, mutants all in there. Yeah. Um, uh, oh gosh, we could, I could go on a whole that's other great. tangent. Oh, about, that's great. Uh, that's great. Superheroes. It's great yeah. to have something that uh, you're passionate you have, about, you know? Uh, yes. Yeah. Do you have a favorite superhero, Barry? I, I go Superman. Uh, I, I, I go there because, like, I, I think the movies, uh, Christopher Reed had a big impact on me as a kid. But also, mm-hmm. when I was getting potty trained, uh, my aunt bribed <laughs> me. She bribed me with a set of Superman underoos. And it, for whatever reason, it was like the thing that got me to uh, to take a leak in the toilet. So There you go. Uh yeah, I wore those things proudly. So, 
but yeah, man, no, we, um, you know, it's, uh, it's cool to see these movies coming out now that they can do them justice. You know, it's really, cause when we were growing up, I was like, Oh, it's a little dicey. It doesn't quite look, you overlook a lot of things, you know, but now yeah. they can really hammer it home. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing that they got as much mileage out of the uh, late 70s Superman stuff. Yeah. Um, and how, I mean, Batman was obviously, you could do Batman because he's he's sure. more grounded. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and no which power. is, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, and yeah which, yeah. which you know, and well, you, and if you ask me who the best superhero is, it's Batman because he's not a superhero. He's a man. Right. Who just is driven. And yes, he's got tons of psychological problems, but. <laughs> he's ju- he's just a man, and with because of that, there really are no limitations of what you can do with him. Because a, a singular individual man could be put in any kind of science fiction or any kind of fictional you know plane of existence, and can find his way through it. Especially if he's as smart and driven as Batman. So yeah, yeah, he's such a versatile character. Yeah, you can have him fighting clowns or. Uh, you can have him solving crimes, like yeah. all in the same story. Aliens, supernatural stuff. Yeah, yeah, great. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. I I used to say at my shop that uh, uh, the the correct answer uh, is always uh, is always Batman. <laughs> and if it's not Batman, uh, if it's not Batman, if Batman is not the correct answer, then the question is wrong. So <laughs> that's great. That's awesome. I like that. Well, cool, Miller. Thanks again for coming on, man. We'll yes, let you get back great. to your life and uh, good luck with everything. And uh, we'd love to have you come back. You know, any you're you're welcome anytime. Yep. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Yeah, this was awesome. Uh, thank you for letting me share that crazy, wild uh, a story. <laughs> it was when great. The, yeah. uh, when when the movie comes out or the book, uh, you know, get a hold of us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So man. We can have you promote yeah. that on here as well. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Aloha, and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out-of-this-world conversations with extraordinary people. My mission is to change the fear-based narrative to one of love and to expand the minds and awareness of my viewers and listeners. Join me each week as I have a different guest on that has either experienced higher-dimensional beings in reality, or they work with modalities for healing and deeper connection. I hope you enjoy this podcast and thank you so much for taking the time to listen or to watch. Aloha. Dude, Miller, thank you so much for, um, for being our guest and for sharing that, that family story. I mean, yeah, it, it, it had it all pretty yeah, much, yeah. you know? Yeah. It checked off at least you know five of the six things for our for uh, the the common stories that we get here. And not common, but the you know we 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 had the we had the haunting. Yeah, we had um, we had some magic. Yep. You know, yep. We had the the evil stepmother. Yes, uh, we had a little bit of the true crime. Yep, with the holes in the boards, we had yes. the the ghost and the inner 
the contact with the ghosts and shadow beings and the creep factor turned up to 11 yes and little kids dealing with it you know basically all we did all we needed was a bigfoot and a ufo and uh maybe a sea monster and yeah it, yeah. it would have been all but another yeah. one but still fantastic amazing story. fantastic story. i kept thinking about him being so young and having that go on yeah and, yeah you know and you just be you just be terrified terrified and, Absolutely. and and on top of that a crazy woman uh that is your stepmother that is just making your life hell yeah uh, that's uh that's just it's beyond uh beyond comprehension i think in on some yeah. on some level and you know when he was telling the part about the boat i never it just didn't occur to me that she was the one that 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 did it Allegedly, um, I want to put that in, out there just in case lawyers are listening. But uh, <laughs> it just seemed like, wow, real. It seemed real for a moment. You're like, oh wow, like yeah. she, 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 she uh, had it in for him, and mm-hmm. uh, wow, mm-hmm. just uh, amazing. And also, just covering uh, the stories. We talked a little bit about some of the history uh, down in the Keys, where maybe people don't understand. That there are some really wild stories about things that went on down there. Oh yeah, big time. Didn't um, him uh, um, 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 the author, the author, um, Ernest Hemingway? In Ernest Hemingway, <laughs> didn't he? Uh, well, that's another uh, another point uh, towards the fact that Barry and I be, are basically become. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily psychic, but I know him so well, I can just like... Yeah, we're very... I can pick that out of your brain pretty easily. Yeah. I needed you this morning when I had a song stuck in my head, oh, shit. and I couldn't think of what it was, okay. but it's gone now. But yeah, Hemingway was down there. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it was, it's a wild place, and obviously... Yeah, because didn't, didn't some of the folklore surrounding him is that he kind of went crazy down there? I think, yeah, possibly. Like, I mean, he might have been crazy before, but definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where he, I believe he's, there's an Ernest Hemingway house and they have lots of cats and they can't get rid of the cats yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, man, it's just a wild place. And, you know, it's been it's one of those places in the United States that have had humans living on it for a long, 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 long time, like yeah. way before Columbus. Right. And I mean, you know, you know. Hundreds of thousands of years before Columbus. Yeah. Sure, the keys. Sure, yeah, because that would have been that, that would have been a place where if you're a sailor or out on the water somewhere and you're seeing these islands, you're going to stop probably. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, wow, great. I mean, just super story, super story, and a great storyteller. Also, you know, that was the other thing about it. It's like he's an author, so he kind of has this thing. He's like. You can tell that he's done his homework as far as like putting it into mm-hmm. into this order that is like really interesting to listen to. So it's great mm-hmm. all the way around. Thank you again. We're blown away with your yes. with you guys that come on here. It's just yeah. amazing. Yeah, and the fact that the stepmother, ex stepmother, former stepmother, still lives in the place. Man, I know. Yeah, I imagine her as some kind of a a cross between uh, Miss Havisham from. The uh, Great Expectations and um, that creepy guy in the latest season of Stranger Things. The kind of combination of the two of those. Sure. <laughs> it's yeah. Some weird. 
yeah. <laughs> monster who's grown into the house. <laughs> yeah, could be. You never know. You never know. So. That's great. I uh, yeah. Again, thank you to Miller for coming on and just you know ha- having such great stories that we can you know uh, sink into you know yep. and lose ourselves into you know for about an hour. Yeah, and go check out his podcast pop culture fay um for all sorts of a cool unique angle on the you know from the lgbtq plus spectrum or the they're looking less at uh pop culture and you know just for cool pop culture in general yeah check it out yeah absolutely yeah we had a great conversation about that and um always fun to hear people where they're coming from and uh and you know how a passion for something can turn into something really cool. And mm-hmm. uh, we need more podcasts. Absolutely. All right, Barry, let's tuck, tuck this one in for the evening. Let's send all of our little weirds villains to bed now that they've had their nourishing plate of food in their ears for their supper. And it's just they can all go and dream of, you know, setting of, of, of men setting their sisters on fire <laughs> I'll maybe not have that dream let's avoid that dream but if you do have that dream after listening to this episode let us know contact us get a hold of us you know how it is email us at wywspod.com um, and all the social medias and all that good stuff We've got a lot of great stuff coming down the line, uh, including our fourth anniversary show in a few weeks. So um, if you want to send us a, you know, happy anniversary, birthday, whatever show kind of a th- message, you can send that to the to the email. Uh, you can call us at 513-909-9821. Leave a message there. We can play that on the air. Um, or, um, you know, send it to our social media in, on Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff. And uh, also, those are great places to share uh, your stories or to get a hold of us to be a guest on the show to share the stories. So, good night. All of our sweet little weird villains. Good night. Sweet dreams. Be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.